Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Artemis Brower, along with Jared Shaffit, and then our good friend, Chance. Chance Scott. Scott. How doing? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How we doing today? Uh, there's still a baby cooking, Artie. There's still a baby cooking. Um, yes. Yes. So, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm living life. Um, yeah, it's nerve wracking. I, it's just I, I'm ready for it to be here, but I'm also like, you can hold, you could pump the brakes, like take your sweet <laughs> ass time. Um, but other than that, uh, I mean, everything's good outside of ECU baseball and the Hurricanes losing uh, game five. So yeah. other than that, we're good. I hear you. I hear you, Chance. Oh, I mean, if you take away ECU baseball, I'm doing pretty good. But I mean, it's been a stressful couple of days with them. Facts. Well, good, good. It's good to hear you, fellas. I'm, I'm glad to be doing this again with you guys. Glad to be back. Episode 146. Uh, keep cranking these these episodes out. So, uh, 46. Y'all got a, Y'all got a 46 for me today? I do. Chance, I think you do. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Minute. Yeah, I did too. Um, I got somebody from Williamston, North Carolina. Okay. Shout out. We got any listeners from Williamston. Um, he only wore number 46 one year. He's in the Hall of Fame, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Two-time Cy Young Award winner. Five-time All-Star. Wore the number 46 uh, in the 1981 season when he was on the Braves. He was a pitcher for the Braves. Um I'm going to go with Gaylord Perry. Mm. So, never heard the name. <laughs> like like I said, I mean, he he pitched uh he pitched from 1962 to 1983. Um so pretty decently long career. Yeah. Um yeah, and he pitched one year in, in Atlanta, but 90 war I mean, not bad. 314 wins, uh, 311 or 3.11 ERA. Not not too bad of, of a career for, for Mr. Gaylord Perry. Uh, ended up in the Hall of Fame. Nice, nice. Chance, what you got for us? I got Lee Smith. One of the all-time closers ever. I mean, 18-year career, 478 saves. I mean, you you talking about a guy comes in that just gets it done at eighty two percent save rate, only had a, like a hundred and handful blown saves. I mean, there was multiple years of thirty plus saves in a year. Which, I mean, you give me a guy like that on the Braves, I'm extremely happy. Yeah, I hate that, that, that's a good one. Um, Artie, do you have one? Yeah, mine's mine's a little off the uh, off the rails. I'm doing uh, a different sport. I'm doing motocross. All right, so I'm doing a doing a, a motorcycle rider by the name of Valentino Rossi, who wore the I number like forty six. Feel like I've heard that name. Yeah, I think he's like one of the one of the greatest like motocross you know racers of all time. Uh, I've never watched a single second of motocross race. Let me be honest with you. So I just you need to you need to. It's I, I, hear, I hear it's good. Like I like I hear it's 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 fun to watch and it's and it's entertaining. I've never seen any of it, but yeah, Valen, Valentino Rossi would be my forty six for the week. So good collection of players there, fellas. Good good collection. I like it. I like it. But 
let's go ahead and get into this episode, episode 146. Definitely want to uh, mention that Variety Sports Network, Podcast Network. We are a proud member of Variety Sports Podcast Network, so shout out to VSN. Go ahead, Jerry. If, if, guys, if you're into the Hurricanes, you're into the NHL playoffs, I'm uh, I'm on the Variety Sports Podcast Network's uh, hockey podcast now. Oh, uh, so yeah, we're, we go live on on YouTube a couple of times a week on Twitter. You can check it out uh, uh, if you just follow the Variety Sports Network. If you want hockey content, look. As much as I love my my East Carolina Pirates, I love my Carolina Hurricanes, and uh, I, I'm on there. I, I'm I'm one of the ringleaders of that. So check it out if you want hockey content. Even if you're new to the game, we make it very easy to to understand and digest. Um, so yeah, check it out. Doing Stanley Cup playoff reviews and, and re- previews all throughout the playoffs. So yeah, check that out on on the Variety Sports Network. Are you as reckless on that podcast? Or you are on on this one because you're talking hockey, straight hockey. So I know that mouth is 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 pretty reckless. Uh, it, it depends. I, I'm not here since I, I'm the owner, part owner of the the yeah. Boneyard <laughs> Podcast. I, I can I can pull some strings with with ownership here at, at the Boneyard Podcast, and and that we can get away with some stuff. We don't. I don't have management breathing down my neck here, like like I do over there. But um, okay. hey, I'll, I'll I'll let it I'll let it fly. You get the yeah. you, Artie. When I come on the Boneyard Podcast, when I go on the Variety Sports Network, I am the same me that if you were to talk to me in the in the Boneyard or in the jungle. I'm the same guy. I'm fiery. I'm gonna I'm gonna curse. If you don't like it, don't listen to it with your kids in the car. Then turn it back on. I guarantee you're gonna have a uh, you're gonna have a good time. The Boneyard Podcast is the place to be for East Carolina sports, and then also the Variety Sports Network. Check us out with uh with all of our hockey content. They got basketball content. Basketball playoffs are going on. NFL draft. There's an NFL draft show that's gonna be going on live tonight. Uh, on Variety Sports Network, so yeah, check check that out. Check it all out. Lots of great content. Love it, love it, absolutely love it. Um, but fellas, we do have this here podcast to uh, to talk about tonight. Not too much to talk about um, on this episode. I know we had like a super long one last week. Probably gonna have a super short one this week. But sadly, what we do have to talk about um, is ECU baseball four game losing streak. You know, Wichita State was a disaster. Then you had the midweek game against NC State, which was right there knocking on the door, but came up short in that game. Fellas, I just want to get your ideas. Kind of kind of want you guys to break this down for me. And, and Jared, I'll go to you first. What did you see in the Wichita State series? And then following that up at State. Yeah, I mean, the State game was at least – the State game was at least competitive, at least at the end. I mean, that it, they made it exciting. That Wichita State series, we got our asses kicked. We went into Wichita and got our butts kicked. I mean, I don't know if the feng shui was thrown off with with the jerseys and equipment not arriving on time. I I don't know how that happens. I mean, I, I thought the team chartered a flight there with the softball team. From my understanding, that's what happened. How do you leave the equipment if you're chartering a flight with a i mean the whole two squads are on that flight 
How do you leave your equipment? It's not like you're on a. It's not like you're on a commercial. You're flying commercial. Mm-hmm. You're chartering a plane. Um. So, but with that being said, I mean, look, <laughs> it you you had a clunker of a weekend. Too bad. Usually, you have like a clunker of a game, and then it's okay on to the next one. When you compound game one, and then go into game two right after, and you still a lot of times these pirates figure it out, but then for whatever reason this past weekend they just couldn't. I mean the bats never got hot, pitching was suspect, and uh, you you just never got it going. I mean there's not much to talk about. There's not much to talk about good, and I mean I'm not gonna rail these guys, so they know what's up. They made it a game on on what Wednesday night, Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately just didn't work out. So. Pirates go 0-4 and, and dropping the rankings. So that's my take on it. And you're lucky I showed up because the ECU baseball didn't show up over the past weekend. <laughs> Chance, your take? I mean, there's not really many positives from the Wichita series. We gave up two complete games by starters, and that's never going to get you nowhere. It don't matter who you're playing. Um, I mean, they just look – Wichita looked 10 times better than us. We couldn't hit, pitch, nothing. So we go into state, give them a five spot, and the fifth run was terrible. First and third, we throw down, try to get the out, dude scores. I, I tweeted as soon as it happened, knew it was not going to be good. We make it a game, we lose by one, and it just goes back to that one run when you throw down. Just ain't ain't much to say about it. I want to I want to ask you guys this too. I mean, we've kind of been dog shit on the road, right? Five and nine away from from CLS. How do you guys feel about that as we're getting to the latter half of our season, going into the postseason, that we really aren't putting it together on the road? Not not great, <laughs> not great at all. Especially with D one baseball dropping us from seventh in their in their field of sixty four and seventh in, as the national seed right. to now we're a two seed in the Duke Regional. Um, and that that's going to probably be a tougher regional to play in because I think Duke was uh, is the 16th ranked team in right. in, in their field of 64. So um, not great. I mean, you've got to almost you've almost got to go on a streak and win out um, to even make up for this shitty week that that the Pirates had this past week. I mean, th- we were just talking about a nine game winning streak. We were talking about the Pirates are hot, and then it all comes crashing down. Um, but they got to figure it out on the road because you you get to the postseason, you, nothing's guaranteed, and I can guarantee I can about guarantee now the chances of us hosting a super regional is out the window. Right. So because you got to be a top AC nationally, right? Isn't isn't that the threshold? It's got to be top. I mean, eight. yeah, unless unless the team that was hosting that the regional in the top eight that you're matched up with. Mm-hmm. loses then you would get a chance so i mean the the odds aren't in your favor right so um, especially if you've got to go on the road to play in somebody else's regional that i don't really have much to say on it the the team sucks on the road for whatever reason chance you think we can we can turn this around you think you know kind of heading to, to the latter half of our season you think we can kind of turn this road record around because obviously i mean you know, in, in the friendly confines, we're fine. But we are going to have to go on the road at some point. We're going to have to put it together when it matters. You think we can turn it around? I mean, there's not many more chances to prove if we're really a good baseball team or not on the road. You got, you know, at South Florida for a series. You know, you got a good squad in Old Dominion on a Tuesday night and then 
well, at Cincy, and that's it. I mean, there's not really more chances for us to turn that away record around. We kind of are what we are at this point and just got to gotta host a regional. I don't want to go into Duke. Don't want to go to Wake. Don't want to go to Coastal. Because we all really good teams. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. You got to host a regional and hope. I don't know. I, I just I don't see it. Maybe hey, look. Uh, maybe this is the the reverse jinx we need. The Pirates are going to Omaha this year. Pirates are going to Omaha. That's that's still the mentality that this team has. That's still the mentality that Cliff Godwin has. That's still the mentality that us as fans have to have. We got to support these guys. It's hard to right now. It's hard to. We haven't we haven't fallen off the cliff. Like I know we've lost four straight, but we haven't completely fallen off the cliff. Like still twenty nine. But when you when you lose when you get swept by a team that's like hundred what was it one hundred twenty seventh in the RPI, right? When when you get swept and you didn't get you didn't just get swept you got swept in dominating fashion, like you were dominated all weekend. But we talk about this all the time, too. I mean, baseball is a game of runs, right? We just are coming off of a nine-game winning streak. Now we're on a four-game losing streak. It is it is a game of runs, much like basketball, right? So, I mean, ECU is going to be able to pull this together. It's just are they going to pull it together at the right time? Are they going to get hot at the right time? Are they going to get streaky at the right time? Kind of like last year when we got streaky and hot at the right time. But baseball is a game of runs. So these things aren't – I mean, yeah, it's disappointing, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily that shocking or absurd. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I'm, I, I don't like honestly. I was dreading doing this podcast because I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't want to talk about it. I, I've been dre- that. I wanted to. I thought about recording last night with y'all, but I was like, I got to get myself mentally prepared to talk about this series specifically. So I don't have anything else to say. I mean, hang it up. You better come out and you better come correct over the next couple weeks. I mean, you got you got some chances to beat a good Carolina team, a good Old Dominion team. I mean, and m- try to make up for that shitty of a weekend right. in Wichita. So, Chance, any final words? I Man, I don't know if there's really any making up for this kind of series. I mean, Wichita's a pretty good team. They've got some decent losses on their record. Uh, you know, Peyton totally their two-way player might be one of the best players in the country. He was, you know, well, I think the American preseason player of the year, he gives that team a lot. And you play a doubleheader, you lose that first one the way you did. I mean, you got no momentum going into the game, too. I mean, I, we shook it off for, I mean, late half the state game, but I mean, we've seen this team rally before. Just, I got to see it before I can talk about it, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Maybe maybe JJC needs to sacrifice his other nut. Shit. <laughs> see, that see. Okay, no pun intended. That was a little blow. Like, you ain't, you ain't had to, <laughs> to do all that, Jerry. I mean, he he's a great member of this team. Does a lot of I mean he he's honestly one of the engines of this team. He goes out with his injury, nine game winning streak, comes back 0 and four. Maybe, maybe hey, 
Maybe, maybe. I'd get I'd give up one to go to Omaha. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm giving up nut, but uh in other are, news. Are you gonna have some to give up? Oh see, okay, all right. I see how you do me. That's cool, Jared. Set up. <laughs> That's cool. All right. <laughs> uh, well, I would get into the specifics, but we know what the specifics are of this last series. I mean, we got absolutely demolished 23 to 3. Um, you know, utter disappointment. Then, you know, the midweek game against State, obviously, we competed, but uh, still a heartbreak loss. So, moving right along from ECU baseball, because I feel like we kind of touched everything that we needed to on that. Um, do have some, some decent news coming out of ECU basketball, but before we get to that, I do want to get it over to our ad read from Row One Sports. You're here because you love sports. We love sports too. And our friends over at Row One Brand love sports as much as we do. Row One Brand sells sports wall art, sports gift watches, and vintage apparel with ornamental designs created from real game ticket stubs and vintage sports memorabilia in their collection. If you want some vintage Golden State Warriors memorabilia, they have that too. It's a sports collector's dream website for anything sports related. Go over to one, rowonebrand.com to check out their great inventory. And we use the promo code BSP15, you'll get 15% off any item on the whole site. That's code BSP15 for 15% off any item on the site. So click on the link below and go check them out. Low Run Brands, America's best vintage sports art, sports gifts. So once again, that was Row One Brands. Use code VSP15 for 15% off of your order when you purchase. So, fellas, get in some ECU basketball news. I know we had some notable uh, transfers coming in. Uh, from what I see in the notes here, Cam Hayes from LSU, second-time transfer. Um, started his career in Raleigh. He's got two years of eligibility left. Uh, Chance, kind of uh, tell us a little bit about Cam, because I, did, I didn't really know about this until you put it in a note. So what's this uh, story about? Uh, I mean, I, I think he's just kind of one of those guys looking to find a new home. I talked to some buddies that were that seen him play at state, and they said, you know, if he could put it together, he, he'd be a pretty good basketball player. But he's just kind of going through the up and down mentally. And I mean, I think this is a good shot for him. I mean, this team's going to be really deep. So I, I kind of wonder where does he fit in? I mean, how, how deep is our bench? Nine, ten. At this point, it's going to be a tough rotation with the kid from Kansas coming in. Yep. So, I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I think this team, like I said earlier, you know, top three in the conference, top four, and they just keep adding pieces, adding pieces. And second-year coach, the way we played last year, I'm excited for this team. And then to add on top of that, you know, 6'11 center Kalem Richard was an ETSU commit, second 6'11 center in the class. So we got a real tall guy um, on that front. So just kind of like with, with these transfers, with what Coach Schwartz has kind of done in the portal, what he's done just in recruiting front, you know, I want to ask you guys, like, what, is, what are – Chance, I know you think that we can finish, you know, top top four in the conference. Jared, Jared, how do you feel about that? Do you think ECU can make that kind of a switch by next year, top four in the conference? I mean – I, I think so. I mean, you got you got a lot of good talent coming in. You got a lot of good talent leaving the conference. Um, you got a coach that has shown and has proven that he can. He knows what it takes to turn a team around. I mean, I, I don't see why not. I mean, why not? Um, I am I going to say they're finishing in the top four? I think it's. I think it's going to be close. Yeah. Uh, I I think that there is a chance, but 
we'll uh, we'll just have to see how how it shakes up. I mean, we got to remember we have we have a team in our conference that was in the final four, a team that won the NIT or won the what is it CTI tournament, and then the two teams that were in the finals in the NIT right. coming into our right. into our conference. Right. Um, not to mention, I mean, yeah, you lost Houston, you lost Cincinnati. Not to mention, Memphis is always going to be there. Um, so yeah, there, there's an opportunity, but I, I think it's still going to be a, a tall task. But there's a lot of talent, a lot of a lot of highly rated recruits now coming in. And the thing is, is it used to be oh, like yeah, I got an offer from East Carolina. They wanted to put that offer up there and say, oh, I've got this offer. They were counting. Uh, I'll say guys counting offers. Now guys that are counting offers, they're actually considering coming to East Carolina. Yeah. And Mike Schwartz, he just has that swagger, and uh, I, I like it. I, I like what he's doing. Um, and yeah, we. I mean, that Callum kid, he's, he's got a lot of size, and it, it seems like he's he's gonna really work out. And then Hayes, he, he's from what LSU. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you, you got to. In two weeks, you get a transfer from Kansas and a transfer from LSU. That would have never happened before. That would have never happened before. Not, I mean, not even not even getting one of them would have would have happened before. So, I mean, we're talking we're talking about Kansas, a team that is what two years removed from winning a national championship. Well, I mean, they they are the bluest of blue bloods. Yeah. That's, so. So. Yeah, I, I, I mean. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, just to add on to that, I mean, I would absolutely agree. I mean, I think Coach Schwartz is kind of changing the narrative, right? Like, he's trying to make East Carolina a destination where kids actually want to come play and not just kind of get their footing and transfer out, like actually come in and establish something and build a program up. Um, I don't know if we do top four by next year, just because I'm, I'm I'm real kind of hesitant on that. Um, let, I will let me, go ahead. Let me ask you this. Okay. Usually we see East Carolina out in the first – first matchup in the AAC tournament. Right. Does ECU make it to let's let's say let's does ECU make it to the like to the semis? Semis, yeah. I feel like that's a good barometer. I think I think they're gonna have to make it to the semis by next year. Yeah. I I absolutely I you can guarantee we're getting past the first round. You can yeah. we're getting past the first round in the in the AAC tournament. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's crazy to think that you can lose teams like Houston and Cincinnati and, and UCF. But then when you think about who we're adding, it's like, okay, are we really dropping off that much? Because these teams really perform. If they stay the same, they're going to come in and, and add value to the conference. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I absolutely think we're getting past the first round of, of the conference tournament. And I could see us getting to the semis. So. I don't know. I mean, some of those teams were kind of old, had older guys experienced. And then a lot of them are transferring to bigger schools. Mm. So I, I still I still worry that we're going to be a stepping stone. Yeah, I feel like, you know, until we kind of get somewhere in the basketball hierarchy, we're kind of just going to be a – if you put up 20 points a game per season, you're gone. It's just – I think that's the new, the new world of college yep. sports in general. NIL is just making it ridiculous for small schools to ever get somewhere. So okay, yeah. so let me let me ask y'all this though: with those schools leaving and the schools coming in, who is going to be the top three? Like, give me your top three for right, like right now that you would say would be running the conference next year. I definitely think Memphis is going to be up I mean, there. I like Tulane. 
I think they got a really good yeah, coach. Uh, he, yeah. And then yeah, I don't know. I, like I mean, you can really Tulane. bounce around. Memphis and Tulane, and then I mean, I think Temple's always right there. It, yeah, but they're, they're feels, losing Dunn. They're losing their best two players out of the portal. So I so, feel like Temple's going to take a step back. So I guess when you really think about it, the conference is kind of up for grabs. I mean, UTSA always seems to have a little bit of something going on. Do they? They they've had they've had moments. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I, this I team followed, is just yeah. I haven't followed their basketball, so this team's scary, though. I mean, just the more you think about it. Chance, you keep talking. I'm going to think that we're winning the conference next year. <laughs> no, we're not winning the conference, but like, I mean, we're going to make a lot. I think. I think really the main goal is to make some of the like the Memphis game more competitive, you know. And we we beat Tulane one time this year, and with everything going on with you know the voice, you know we kind of gave it to them again at Tulane. I mean this team, and you, I don't really see a big drop off with losing small. We played a whole half season without them, and we made a lot of games competitive. We made Houston work to get out of the first round of the conference right. tournament. Gave them a good three, and, three and a half. I mean. I can't. I can't say his name. Ezu Azaro. I think that's it's about as close as I'm gonna get. But I mean, that dude is. He put up ridiculous numbers that game. I think it was 18 points, 19 rebounds. With him coming back and Brandon Johnson, Felton Walker. I mean, I, I just want to see who who gets that last guard position. You know, or or do we go more bigger? Uh, one of them six eleven guys coming in. Yeah, I'm – Chance, okay, I'm on it. E- ECU is going to the big dance next year. ECU is the next FAU. Pump the brakes. Well, let's, let's look. Pull the let's look. I know you're being facetious. I know you're being sarcastic. Cinderella. <laughs> Find my glass slipper. I am um, optimistic, though. I mean, I've, you know, honestly, how we kind of performed this past season – um, especially how, yeah, like, you know, like, like Chance said, giving Houston everything they can handle in that, you know, in that, in that tournament, giving them a good three and a half quarters of a solid basketball. I think our defense is going to be much, much, much improved as it was this past season uh, going into next year. So things are looking up for ECU basketball. We're not, uh, we're not what we need to be, but things are absolutely looking up uh, for ECU basketball for sure. So you guys have anything else to add? Not on that, man. Good. We're moving right along. We actually got some Twitter questions this week. I was actually kind of shocked that we had some Twitter. I don't think we've had Twitter questions, it feels like, in a year. So, first Twitter question, what are our thoughts on the new Marching Pirates uniforms? I know those came out what, earlier today. I saw the text that Jared sent out. What's the thoughts on these new Marching Pirate uniforms? I love them. Yeah, me too. I mean... They're honestly, it's they're they're like a, the feather in the cap. I lo- I love the color scheme. I love how the colors are kind of weighted across and and how how they look. I, I, I think that they're, they're clean. They're clean, and they don't look like the same thing that we've had for what feels like twenty five years. So, um, yeah. I, I, I like it. Definitely digging the feather in the cap, though. I'm going to be that guy. Shut up, Artie. I'm going to be that guy 
because somebody has to give an honest, honest opinion here. They are better than what we had. All right, what we had was trash. Okay, that, that just, it was kind of corny. But and the actual uniforms themselves, like now I look at them a second time, they're really not bad. All right, I like the I like the the pirate state of mind on the on the side. But I hate the caps. I hate the feather in the cap. I hate the I hate the Buccaneers look. What are we? What are we? Nineteen seventies Buccaneers? Like I, the pirates, I, Artie. I don't. I don't. I got damn pirates. You know the pirates, but I just. I, it's corny as hell to me. I don't know. It just looks corny. You're corny. I, I just. It looks corny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you think a buccaneer is? And kudos to you know the marching band for for you know doing doing their digs up. But nobody's coming to Dowdy to watch the marching band. So I'm just. I, hey. I never went to I never ever really sat at halftime to see the marching band ever. Not not once in my life did I ever really sit at halftime to see the marching band. Nope. So I, I would during halftime. I would now I'll say this. The beginning of the, the game, like the pregame, love it. The fire in, at Greenville. I mean, the state, the outline, I love it all. At halftime, like I don't know, uh, so I wish they would do something, something more. They always have these themes every year, and I get it, but like, do do a little something more at halftime. They're doing like some Alice in Wonderland shit, or they're doing some sort of musical. Like I'm, I want to see the band breaking it down. Like, come on now, I want to, I want to see the band out there being the band. I don't want to see no musical shit. I don't want to see the clarinets and flutes and all that. Now, already wants to see them stop. I, I want to see something. If like if I'm good, already if wants I'm, to see him break it. Like if, already, if I'm going to be leaving my seat at halftime, or not leaving my seat at halftime to not get a beer and go use the bathroom and refresh. I'm still going to be leaving my seat at halftime. Like, I I want to see the band absolutely killing it. L- let me ask y'all. Let me ask you. So I I had a every game had a routine at halftime. Do y'all have a routine at halftime? Like what what's your go to like at halftime when I was in the boneyard? I would go. This was before you could buy buy alcohol in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Sadly, I would go and get a blue Powerade and two slices of pepperoni Papa John's pizza every halftime. Chance, your thoughts, Artie, your thoughts. I'm just lucky you get there by halftime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being real. I, mean, I don't ever look, leave though, because like I, I was always I in like my seat little... before the game, and never left early. I'll, I'll say this: for most of those games, it is absolutely smoldering hot in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. So if you don't leave at halftime to go get some shade and a water or a Powerade or something, you're gonna pass out. Because let's be honest, we all know what we were doing before that game. Okay, we weren't just eating breakfast with the family before that game. We were out there tailgating hard we got to that stadium drunk tequila sunrise at 5 a.m if you do not leave at halftime to go get something you're gonna be in them bleachers passed out so yeah i i had to i had to leave i had to go get some shade i had to go use the bathroom I had to wipe my face put some water on my face cool water wipe off like you said get a power rate i don't think i ever got really any pizza oh the pizza was dank i was kind of good on the food mentality. like yeah i didn't care and it's just i didn't basic. care hot dogs popcorn nachos i ain't want that shit but I, I was at that point where I was like, okay, if I don't eat now, I'm going to be hungover and I can't go out afterwards. Yeah, and, and, and like I knew when, when I left the game, like I knew I was going to go eat afterwards. Like I knew it was going to be an Omar's oh, I still ate afterwards. Or, or satellite pizza. I was going to go eat something. 
So satellite pizza. <laughs> Already found me passed out in satellite pizza one time at four a.m. Right. Yes. Hung out with Zay Jones that night at, at Satellite Pizza. <laughs> what a what a night that was. Um, Love it. Right, next question. There's, we got three. There's one question I don't even want to answer, and that's from our very own Chance I mean, Scott. Just, yeah, just for, it was just for you. you Go ahead, ahead Jerry. Chance. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be think Tampa. So. Think so? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm saying it like the Panthers ain't going to mess around and win zero games. That, the, the Panthers are going to mess around and draft Will Levis tonight. That division is so wide open. If they draft, if they draft Will Levis, I won't be on the podcast next week. So I'm going to say, not going to be up here. Just not showing my face. <laughs> they're not. They're not drafting Will Levis. All right, they're getting Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. That's absolutely good, and they're going to get Bryce Young. All right, the Panthers are going to get Bryce Young at one. That's that's what's going to happen. All right, so they're not getting Will Levis. They're not going to get Richardson. They're going to be smart with that first pick. But that division is 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 wide open. Anybody can finish first in that division, and anybody can finish last in that division. Look, I, I, I like the moves that the Falcons have made this year. The, the question was, how's it going to feel when the Falcons get last place in the division? Uh, I, like, I like the moves that the Falcons have made this year. And, um, look, we can only get better tonight. So, I I trust I trust this front office. I, I trust this front office. I trust this front office. And when they trade as Matt, long as long get Matt Corral, who you Matt Corral? Yeah, y'all are trading for Matt Corral. I'm about done with the podcast. Um, <laughs> What's the third question we got, man? I didn't know we had a third one. What's the third one? Yeah, this one came in uh, late. It says, rank the games on this year's schedule from most important win for the program to the least important win for the program. So I'm guessing, like, which football? football? Yeah, I'm guess I'm okay. guessing so. Okay. So, like, looking at this year's schedule, we know Michigan, we know Marshall. Uh, let me pull it up here. Yeah, I'm about to pull it up too. Yeah. Interesting question. So, I mean, you can look at it multiple ways. Like, it's impressive. It gets you notoriety. It helps you maybe win a championship in the in the conference. Um, don't forget, like, you maybe beating Gardner Webb's up there because if you lose to Gardner Webb, that's supremely disappointing for ECU. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I guess this could go any any one of which ways. I mean, um, who wants to who who wants to go first with their most? Imp- you want to do least important game first or most important game first? Let's let's do least important game first. Okay, so we're gonna go least to most. What do y'all think is the most or the least important game for the program this year? I. I do Gardner have to Webb. say, yeah, Gardner Webb. Just because it's a non-conference game, and it's Gardner Webb, like that's supposed to be yeah. a gimme. I know, like trap game or whatever, but that's supposed to be a gimme. It's non-conference. It's Gardner Webb. That should be, by all accounts, the least important game on our schedule. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 
looking at the schedule, the way it shakes out, I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll, I will agree on Gardner Webb being the least important. Um, I tried, I tried to ski y'all with, with my thoughts on. Yeah, nah. Maybe, maybe why they might be important, but Didn't okay. Hear. Number two. Um, I'm gonna go. I've all, I've just kind of resigned myself to believing we're gonna lose this game every year, anyways. I'm just gonna say Navy. Oh God. <laughs> well, we have some doozies with Navy. We have some real doozies with Navy. Hey, yeah, I keep playing them. Hey, Owen Daffer's not on the team this year to save you. He wouldn't have saved us last year either. But. I got. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He 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 got an offer as a PWO at uh, Old Dominion yesterday. Hey, if I'm him, I'm the, running with that full scholarship. That's true. All the best for. But I've had to pick my game. I got to go two lane. I got to. I got to. I got to go. I got to go two lane. I go. It's, it's got to be an interconference game. And then to me, it's got to be towards the back half of the season. So, and Tulane is is that first game towards the last four, right? And it's in Dowdy. You're playing the defending conference champion. You're playing the defending what Cotton Bowl champions. I know they got some, you know, some 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 drop off, but Tulane's still going to be a legitimate contender for the conference next season. And by that point in the season, your game eight, game nine, whatever it is, you know, we should be. We should know kind of where we are as a team at that point in the season. So I think that game is crucial, and especially having them in Dowdy. If we win that game, then, you know, maybe the sky's the limit. And like I said, we should know kind of where we are as a team to that point when we play Tulane. So I think Tulane is probably going to be the most important game um, for next year. Most important or least important? Most important. Most. Most. We're going We're going in order. Or, or, well, we, although we were just oh, given like a least support oh, game, oh, and oh. game. Yeah, I thought we were on least and most. Okay, okay, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that. We can we can rank them another time. But go ahead and okay. give your. I, I got to go anyways. I don't I don't have much time I to record. I, tonight, know so. every single game. <laughs> I was gonna go through every game. That that was the question. I was gonna go through them. But hey, we'll we'll go. So the least important game. Like so, I said. That's why I said Navy was my second least. So, okay, okay, all right, I got you. Yeah, let's let we can come back and, and run through the schedule. All right, so uh Chance, what is your most important game? Well, it was gonna be Tulane, but you know, I gotta be different. Um, I'm gonna go with SMU. I mean, they're coming to town on a Thursday night. You know, it's gonna be early in the year, you know, you're you know fifth game of the year, it's gonna be off a of bye week, and I think this is really gonna show what kind of team we are. Um, I mean, they got some good guys coming in over there. They're recruiting hard at the portal. And, you know, we're going to see just where we stand up. It's going to, you know, I think SMU is going to be one of the top teams in this conference. So I'm expecting a hard game. Uh, if we win this game, I think it really kind of – it's going to give us a boost that we really need in the back half of this schedule. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I'm going to go a little bit different. Um I think let's say you start the season four and two, five and one, right? Through your first six games. You five go on the one. road. What's that? Five and one's impressive with that start. You go on the road. One, to, I'm extremely happy. 
But you go on the road, you go to San Antonio into the Alamo Dome against a team that was getting some top 25 votes preseason. Um, I, I like I, I like that matchup. Um, I, I think that's important to say, hey, like we're we're cementing ourselves as some of the top dogs in this conference. Um, yeah, you're the new guy. Yeah, you're the new toy in, in the conference. But don't get it twisted. You're, you're going back down to the bottom. Like, so I, I think I think that's a key game. Plus, it's on the road. It's in conference against a team that's going to be fighting for that top two or three spot. And so, hey, I, I, I like the game against UTSA. Um, too bad it's on the road. And that, that's a tough environment to play in. Yeah, because they, they sell out the Alamo, though. They show up. So, so yeah, I, I, I that's going to be mine is UTSA. I think that's the most important game. I think, much like y'all both said, if you get to that point, you kind of know where you're, where you are, and who you are. Um, and that that's going to be a pivotal game to carry you on through the back half of the season. I like it. I like All it. All right. What else we got? I'm Walk pretty sure we're going to the end. Who's going to walk the plank? Oh, I got a really good one. Go ahead. The NCAA not not giving James Madison their waiver to let them be bowl eligible next year. I don't care about that two years. The kind of season that they put up, the way they beat on Coastal, I want to see what that team can do. It's going to be really important for a group of five to have that team kind of, you know, boosting our resume of, you know, group of five still don't mean nothing. I mean, I, I want to see them so bad. You know, they're a team for a long time. It's time to, you know, tell that rule they can kick rocks. I get it. I, I, I get being upset. But at the same time, fuck James Madison. Uh, <laughs> Why? What's your beef with James you Madison? I, I do hate on everybody. Hating the hate, like you ain't got no reason to hate James Madison. Hey, I I just said a couple weeks ago that I think that ECU and James Madison should play in a in a matchup every year. Our coach literally came from that school. You ain't got no reason to hate on James Look, Madison. Here, 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 here's my thoughts on James Madison. Yes, they're very good. Yes, do I? I, I said it was a walk the plank when they didn't get to play in their conference championship game. I said that was a walk the plank. They should be able to. I think, yeah, I agree with they should be able to be bowl eligible. Do I agree with your reasoning, Chance? I don't, but I agree. Crazy. And here's why. Because I'm looking at (coughs) – excuse me. God damn. Uh, about James Madison. Fuck. Um, and, this, and this is why we record live, people, because you get moments like this. I, I had some stuck in my throat. I don't know what it was. She said, God, "This is a children's show. It's um, not. It's not." Here, here, now, here's here's my thing. I'm looking at it. The group of five. I get I get your point, but I still think it's a I think it's still the P six. 
And I don't want anybody else to come at that because ECU is set up to a point to where, hey, in three years, four years, when college football playoff expands and there is the top group of group of five school that's going to be in the college football playoff, I don't want it to be from the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt can fucking kick rocks. They kiss my ass. Yeah, but I mean, this this whole P6 thing doesn't really matter anyway. ECU's got to do what they have to do to put themselves in a position to get to a better conference. P6 doesn't fucking matter, G5. Like, n- n- none of that matters. I, like, I get still has things they have to do. They as do. A program but if, if JMU is, is taking that, I mean, you don't need any more notoriety. You got what you wanted. You got a spot at the table. The group of five got a spot at the table. They did. Expansion is happening. So why would I want any other group of five conference to do anything well outside of outside of the American? And realistically, maybe it's just not up to you. James Madison is going to flourish regardless, right? They are. And we, have, and we have to be able to deal with that, right? App State's going to flourish regardless. And we got to be I able mean, to- they didn't last year. They went six right? and six. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying, like, there's going to be. We're gonna. I, I said it last week. We're gonna go into Kid Brewer ne- next year. We're gonna fucking tear that bitch down. Fuck I'm, it. I'm I'm saying that to say, there's gonna be teams that are gonna flourish. We have to be able to navigate that anyway. Hey, I get it. We blew Chance. our opportunity to go P5. We blew it. We did. We blew it. We blew it. No, I can't hit on nobody hey. else because we we blew our opportunity. So I mean. I like seeing the little Look, guys succeed. But I don't I don't want to see them come up. Same reason I don't want to see Liberty succeed. I think they could. I don't want to see this school come oh, up will. and mm-hmm. step over us. I don't want to see that shit. I think we've already been so stepped gonna, over. I, I hate to say it. But, I think we have. I mean, but we have a chance. None of us want to see it, but it just might be something we have to accept regardless. But we have a chance to take that spot back. Right, but we can't blame nobody but us. It's just us. It's not like yeah. Exactly. So why but why why would I want to see that school succeed if we can take that spot? I don't know if we can take a James Madison role unless we go out here and we put up ungodly numbers this when, year. When we go when we go mop the floor with App State and Marshall this year and they inevitably lose one of those games. Talk to me then. But I'm, like, I'm this I, I think if you give ask a P five, they're gonna ask who's James Madison. Coach. Was that a president? Yes, it was. I, but they're probably asking who's East Carolina. I mean, we haven't been relevant in years. Hey, let's be real with ourselves. They still call us East. Be real. Hey, yeah, they do. We can't even get a name right on ESPN. So I'm not even. We've Look. been jumped by a long ways. We got a lot of work to. To the respect we, that, that we want a top 25 is a long way away. People, I don't think I, it is. I hate to say it, but I've got to be real myself. I, I think it's, I don't think, I don't I think, think we got a long ways. I think you beat NC State last year and you have the start you had. I think you're pushing the top 25. And look how experienced we were that we lost so much experience. I, that's, that's why I still think we're kind of years but away talk- from where we were. You talk to a bunch of guys. You talk You talk to anybody. I've talked to several coaches on this team. They truly, it's not just coach speak, truly believe that this year's team 
is more talented than any team we've ever had. And and that's great. But what is the one narrative that we always come on this podcast and talk about? Oh, we're so close. Oh, we sh- if we would have beat this team, if we would have beat that team, when are we going to come on here and say, we beat this team? Like It's coming. Like, that's the next maturation. It's not, it's coming. oh, we would have beat State. We lost the State. All right? Like, we got to. It's coming. I know. But it's coming. We're we're right there. It's been, it's been back-to-back home openers that we blew an opportunity to beat. I'm See, tired of the shit. South Carolina, I don't care how bad. I don't. I don't care how bad South Carolina was. I mean, they're SEC. They're you know big name, and look at them. They're, they're going to be top twenty-five to open the year probably. I mean, you could have put a big stamp on this team two years ago. You host a very overranked NC State at home. Should have won that game, but we didn't. I mean, we should have beat Cincy. We didn't. There's a lot of games we should have won, and we just can't seem to get there. And that's why. I, I think we've been jumped. I think we're going to be overlooked for a while until we get. I don't think to so, because the Sun Belt still ain't the Sun Belt still ain't shit. Like at the end of the day, nobody gives a fuck about the Sun Belt. They don't. The Sun Belt. Don't quit hating on the Sun Belt. We, we no, got no, fuck the Sun Belt. Fuck them. We got to. We got to. Because I want to do like a deeper dive of the actual Sun we, Belt teams against American teams. Like you, really look, you look at it. You, we've dive. done we this it. dive. We've done this dive, but I'm not talking you, about where the teams are leaving. I'm talking about as as the American. No, you you look at last year, Marty. You look at last year, the new teams, the teams from Conference fucking USA, that are coming in to the American Athletic Conference. I think they went five and one. The new American Athletic Conference went five and one. The week, the week after Marshall and App State beat. Notre Dame and Texas A&M, respectively. Five and one. One of those wins included a win from Charlotte. But the top... The American Athletic Conference is a better conference, top to bottom, than the Sun Belt. I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that's not true, but you're you're kind of just discrediting the entire Sun Belt. As the that, Sun Belt, the Sun Belt is on par with the Mountain West. Programs. That can actually make a jump and be legitimate and be better than a lot of teams in the American. All right, the new thing in, in picking a, a power five school, everybody always talks about media market. James Madison, what media? Harrisonburg, Greenville, North Carolina, Greenville, exactly. I mean, like, have you? I get it. I get it. So, but why would I want them to succeed? Why would I want? Why do I want them to succeed? I don't. Because we want them to succeed. So when they go beat up on Marshall and App, and hopefully we do the same, you can compare yeah, 1A but when, and 1B. When we beat Marshall and App, and then they beat James Madison, a team that's probably going to be ranked in the top 25 at some point this year, hey, that's a transitive win for your boys down in East Carolina. That's all I I'm saying. Think that, I still think that we we got to have a, a, a booster somewhere. We we. They've got to have a team that's the guy, and I don't know if we're – and I think there's a team that's there. It's UTSA, Tulane, and James Madison. I don't think mm. we're close to being expanded P5. I just don't. I, I think I, – I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with you just because I think that that's the fine. next expansion – I, I think the next expansion is going to be Memphis. I think Memphis is there. I think two lanes there. They got to. I think Memphis and Tulane can get there. UTSA can't get there because they're in San Antonio. I don't see it. 
I, they I think have, if, if UTSA continues what they've been doing over the last couple of years and because they of will San Antonio, be they can absolutely get there. They can get that fast track. Market. Absolutely. I mean, and you got to look at SMU. They're in Dallas. I mean, there were well, five-star receivers. From, they, they got their foot like, out the door already. They're going to the Pac-12. Unless the Pac-12 just folds up shop. They're, they're going to fold up. They're they're done. They're toast. If the Pac-12 the Pac is going to be Conference USA 2.0. Gonna be bad. A lot of people say that's what the American is, but I don't. I don't agree with and them. I, I would I still mean, say the American is no... Tulane. I mean, you, if we're being real with ourselves here, I mean, this conference is. Yeah, I believe it's good. It's still better than the, the Sun Belt. It is. I believe it's good, but in the eyes of most non-college football watchers, it's not good at all because you know they don't they don't care. They just care about P five and this these kind of things is. You know, our media market on ESPN Plus is not helping us either. Hey, it's still better than, than what the Sun Belt has, Mountain West has. We still make more money. We still have better facilities. Sorry about it. Get fucked, App. Get fucked. I don't know. A lot, out. A lot of them have IPFs, and we're still not. Hey, it's, it's coming. It's a $5 million donation just this week. I seen that. I did see that. Yeah. That was huge. Shout out to the Isley family. The Pirate Unite Fund. So it's coming. Vincent Manning needs to grow up and send us a lot of money. Yeah, well. Some of that oil money he just got. Him, Sandra breath. Bullock. Don't hold your breath on that one either. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> Charlotte Flair. Uh, Charlotte Florida DCU? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Well, um, how about this? If I ever win the billion dollar jackpot, I got us. Hey. Hey. If I win if I win a I jackpot, it's gonna be the indoor practice facility, the Boneyard Podcast indoor practice facility. I'm gonna buy all the other media outlets in Greenville and tell them to kick rocks. So I mean <laughs> That's that's all I gotta say. Look, uh, Sun Belt Conference just walked the goddamn plank. I don't fucking care about you. <laughs> I'm heated. I gotta go eat dinner with my mother in law hey. and my mom, or and, and my mother in law and my wife now, mom to be, and I'm heated. On that note, it's your me. fault, Chance. It's <laughs> your fault. Might be the longest walk the plank we've ever had. Your, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Vince McMahon. You're fire. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Keep keep it up, Chance. Uh, hopefully, Izzy's exam has gone much better than the last ten minutes of this podcast. <laughs> and if you're still listening, check us out on YouTube. Give us a five star review. Um, yeah, follow us on all of our socials at Boneyard Podcast. Um, yeah. Go watch us on YouTube. You, you'll see how animated this this podcast gets. If you haven't been watching on YouTube, you're missing out. I mean, I get texts every every time from people that watch it saying this this is comedy. So um, yeah, check it out. That's all I gotta say. Good episode, Party. fellas. Chance, Jared, appreciate y'all. Till next week, Pirate Nation. Hey, baby, uh, baby Chapel gonna be here by next week too. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have a baby to celebrate by by the next episode. So looking forward to that. 
For sure. Let's, let's get out of here. Deuce. Peace.